From Upstate Medical University in Syracuse, New York, I'm Amber Smith. This is HealthLink on Air. Today, we're learning about a condition called pulmonary hypertension or high blood pressure in the lungs with Dr. Barindra Saw. He's a pulmonologist and clinical assistant professor of medicine at Upstate. Welcome to HealthLink on Air, Dr. Saw. Thank you for having me, Amber. Now, you have a nice diagram for when you give lectures on this subject, so I want to describe for listeners of um, how the body's circulatory system works with the heart pumping blood through blood vessels into the lungs and then back into the heart and then out to the rest of the body before the blood makes its way back to the heart, right? Exactly, that's so right. So it's kind yeah. of like two separate... Two, two different, uh, two separate side of the blood circulation. Right, right. So... Um, Anyway, so when we talk about pulmonary hypertension, it's only about the part uh, in, in the, the lungs. lungs. Yep. All right. So let's start with a definition of pulmonary hypertension. How is it different from regular hypertension that we've all heard about? So pulmonary hypertension is uh, high blood pressure in the blood vessels supplying you know, blood into the lungs. The regular hypertension is uh, high blood pressure in the blood vessels uh, throughout the body, like in arms uh, or um, in the legs. And so to measure, you know, blood pressure in the arms, you wrap a cuff around the arms and you can check the blood pressure. To diagnose pulmonary hypertension, you need different type of tests, which I will be discussing, you know, uh, going forward. So a person who has regular high blood pressure, which is... is what hypertension is, mm -hmm. are they susceptible to also having pulmonary hypertension, or do you have to have one or the other or both? The patients uh, with pulmonary hypertension uh, does not necessarily have to have a regular hypertension, but the patients with hypertension, if their hypertension is not controlled for many years, that can lead to uh, dysfunction of the left heart, and that can lead to pulmonary hypertension, which I'll be describing okay. more, in more detail. So it really yeah. is two different. Yeah, these are two different things. entities. So I, I was going to ask what causes it. You alluded to it. Is it damage to the left side of the heart that causes it? If somebody has a hyper, regular hypertension, and if that is not treated well over the course, that can lead to dysfunction of the left heart or left heart failure. That can lead to pulmonary hypertension because, you know, when you describe the circulation, right side of the heart pumps blood into the left heart. So if the left heart is not pumping well forward, that will cause backward pressure in the right heart, and that can increase the blood pressure in the lungs. Is there, are there other things that cause it? Yeah, so, uh, uh, you know, the cause, you know, to talk about causes, uh, I will go over the classification of pulmonary hypertension. Pulmonary hypertension has been classified by World Health Organization in five groups, and that is based on what causes pulmonary, you know, the mechanism of pulmonary hypertension. So group one is called pulmonary artery hypertension. You know, there's a difference. Pulmonary hypertension and pulmonary artery hypertension. That itself explains then the pathology, the problem is in the pulmonary artery wall. And the other four groups are pulmonary hypertension, different way to cause high blood pressure. So group one is pulmonary artery hypertension, and there are many conditions which have been associated with group one. Group two is, uh, going back to group one, so group one is a stiffening of the pulmonary artery. You know, the pulmonary artery is a blood vessel, and the wall of that blood vessel is stiffened. That's the main pathology of group one. Group two is pulmonary hypertension due to 
left heart failure, which I explained to you before, when the left, if there is some problem with the left heart, which is not either relaxing well or because of the, some other like a heart attack, the heart become you know, left heart becomes weak, not pumping blood forward, that can lead to backward flow in the, you know, that circuit can cause increased pressure in the lungs. That's called group two pulmonary hypertension due to left heart disease. Okay. Uh, then group three is pulmonary hypertension due to lung disease. Uh, that means if somebody has severe COPD, uh, chronic obstructive chronic, pulmonary, uh, yeah, uh, chronic obstructive pulmonary disease, emphysema, or the fibrosis in the lung, or severe, very, very severe sleep apnea, which uh, causes low oxygen level in the blood, that leads to constriction of the blood vessel in the lungs, or sometimes that fibrosis of the lungs can cause narrowing of the pulmonary artery, and that can lead to, you know, uh, lead to high uh, blood pressure in the lungs. Group four is pulmonary hypertension due to a chronic blood clot. You know, that's self-explanatory. If somebody gets blood clot in the lungs, which is called pulmonary embolism, uh, some of the patients can, uh, the compl long-term complication of that, you know, uh, condition can lead to uh, that, um, that clot becomes fibrosed, and that can narrow the pulmonary blood vessel, and that can cause, um, you know, pulmonary hypertension. That's group four. And group five is, uh, you know, miscellaneous, like sarcoidosis, um, patient with renal failure on dialysis, the other many conditions which fall in group five. Uh, the reason, um, so that's the five classification, you know, five group of uh, pulmonary hypertension. Another reason to classify into uh, five group is all these groups is the treatment, which I will talk, you know, there is a, there is a certain type of drugs which are only indicated to treat group one. Or the different types. Okay. Well, we're definitely going to get into that. Um, but let's talk about the symptoms. How would a person know or begin to feel like they're, they've got this? So, you know, to diagnose pulmonary hypertension is a little bit difficult because the symptoms of pulmonary hypertension are, uh, are of same of common pulmonary problems or heart problems. Like patient with asthma or chronic obstructive pulmonary disease or you know other heart left heart condition they all can have shortness of breath palpitation leg swelling chest pain all these symptoms are common with these conditions so sometimes uh, it can take time you know generally there is two to three years delay uh, before pulmonary hypertension can get diagnosed uh, because of the you know these common symptoms shared by other illness that makes sense if it's uh, because you would think maybe it's a heart problem and not realize. But eventually people would find their way to a specialist yep. such as yourself to have this sort of teased out. Exactly. Um, the risk factors for pulmonary hypertension and pulmonary artery hypertension, are they the same? No, they are different. As you know, I explained to you before that the way they have been classified you know, uh, in five groups, the risk factor for group one, which is pulmonary artery hypertension, you know, which is kind of, you know, we focus more when we're treating it. Uh, the, the risk factor could be none. There is something called idiopathic pulmonary hypertension. Um, they, we do not find, you know, even after workup, we don't find any obvious cause. Other risk factors for pulmonary artery hypertension, that is group one, are, you know, autoimmune disorders like lupus-like illness, scleroderma, uh, rheumatoid arthritis, uh, other risk factor could be use of if the patients have used uh, anorexic in appetite suppressing agents in the past that can put patient uh, that person 
to develop pulmonary hypertension. Other are like HIV infections, liver cirrhosis with portal hypertension, or somebody having congenital heart disease, those people are at risk of developing pulmonary hypertension. Okay. You're listening to Upstate's HealthLink on Air. I'm your host, Amber Smith, talking with Dr. Barindra Saw, a pulmonologist and assistant professor of medicine at Upstate, and our topic is pulmonary hypertension. So how is this diagnosed? I know you said it's typical for people maybe to go to different doctors or to their primary care doctor and not have this diagnosed for up to a few years because of the symptoms. But once you're suspecting that, what do you do to diagnose? So the first test to do when we suspect pulmonary hypertension, first test to do is echocardiogram. Echocardiogram is ultrasound of the heart. You look at you know, the, we look at, we do the ultrasound to look at the heart, and we, that can give uh, the measurement of pressure in the pulmonary artery. Okay. And, uh, you know, that's the first test to do. Once we do that test, and then we, you know, that does so evidence of pulmonary hypertension, then we do, so we do many tests to figure out, you know, which group, you know, group one to five, which group it falls in. And, uh, once we decide, uh, you know, if it is in group one, uh, then we try to do a confirmatory test called right heart catheterization. And right heart catheterization is uh, inserting a catheter uh, which has a sensor at the tip and that we insert through the groin or the, uh, the arm and that goes into the pulmonary artery and that gives us the exact measurement of pulmonary artery uh, pressure. And that's how, you know, we confirm the diagnosis of pulmonary artery hypertension. So once you have the diagnosis, what are the treatment options? Um, once we diagnose pulmonary, you know, pulmonary artery, so pulmonary artery hypertension and pulmonary, hyper, pulmonary hypertension. Um, once we diagnose pulmonary artery hypertension, there are medicines, as pulmonary artery hypertension, a specific drugs to treat that is called vasodilators. And, uh, you know, it's like a regular, you know, the way we treat regular hypertension. You know, there are so many medications to relax the blood vessels and that de decreases the pressure in the artery. The same way we have uh, uh, pulmonary artery hypertension-specific drugs. Those are called vasodilators, and those, you know, medications are prescribed to decrease pressure. Then uh, there's some we call supportive care, like if somebody is, you know, when patient has pulmonary, pulmonary artery hypertension or pulmonary hypertension, their oxygen level is low, so we prescribe them oxygen. Uh, pulmonary artery hypertension can also lead to right heart failure. If the right side of the heart is not pumping, they develop swelling in the legs. Uh, and so we also prescribe diuretics that, you know, generally we call water pill. And um, uh, patients who has history of blood clot or group 4 hypertension, we prescribe blood thinner to prevent... Uh, you know, blood, further blood clot formation. Um, the, um, so that's the group one. Group, other group like group uh, two, left heart failure, group three, pulmonary hypertension due to lung disease. Uh, those medications are not indicated. Pulmonary artery, you know, hypertension-specific drugs are not indicated. There's no role of those drugs. So treatment of those kind of pulmonary hypertension is just supportive, uh, like, you know, pro prescribing oxygen, uh, those kind of patients benefit from, you know, mostly from fluid and salt uh, management. They have to really pay uh, attention to, you know, how much fluid they are drinking, how much salt they are, you know, uh, putting in the diet and all that. That, uh, uh, that needs very careful, you know, management. Is this a disease where early treatment makes a difference in survival? It is, you know, in group one pulmonary artery hypertension especially. 
uh, early diagnosis and more aggressive treatment up front, you know, increases the survival. There's no cure for pulmonary hypertension, but if we diagnose it early and uh, if we treat them with proper, you know, drugs, uh, 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 that can lead to increased survival. And if someone goes untreated and has this condition, what what do they die from? Is it do they, they develop a heart attack or they what? die of heart failure? You know, the okay. heart ultimately their heart will because the right side of the heart has to pump against high pressure. So ultimately, the right heart you know stops pumping. They go into cardiac arrest. Well, let's talk about what life is like for someone who has the diagnosis and is being treated. Are they able to go about their daily activities, or are there certain restrictions? Um, once you know the patient develops pulmonary uh, hypertension, uh, they they go through many limitations. You know because they are short of breath, uh, they can feel dizzy, lightheaded, fatigue. You know so their day-to-day activities are decreased. You know sometimes they may have to lose job or maybe change the job. Uh, that's also they have to go frequent, you know, uh, they have to go for frequent appointment. They need, you know, they need to visit physicians every uh, four, four weeks, six weeks or three months in the beginning when we start the treatment. So, uh, you know, they have time limitation. Also, the uh, specific, you know, pulmonary hypertension specific drugs, they are very expensive. They can have, you know, financial stress. They can, you know, the co-payment of, for these medications are very high. So um, that can lead to financial stress. Uh, the psychosocial stress, you know, they need help. Um, they can, you know, they can go into depression. So they need a lot of support, psychosocial support too. And you mentioned their diet too. They may have to change. Oh, yeah. The, regarding or... the diet, you know, they have to make, uh, they have to pay attention to the diet. The, again, I said, um, the fluid and salt management is very crucial. Uh, they, uh, generally, you know, they need to restrict the fluid uh, intake and the salt intake. And the one way to, uh, if they take, uh, if they eat a lot of salt, or, uh, if they drink a lot of fluid, they will develop fluid retention and that can make, you know, uh, if the right side have the heart is pumping well, that can make it work. So the, um, you know, they really have to do the, you know, how much, uh, count how much, uh, salt they are putting in, uh, how much salt they are eating every day or how much fluid they are drinking. And they also need to uh, measure their weight every day. That can give them the idea if they are, you know, building up fluid or not. If, like, mm-hmm. you know, the weight is going by one or two pounds every week, that means, you know, they're building up the fluid. So in that case, they have to cut, you know, they have to cut down on the salt and fluid intake. And also, sometimes they have to go up on the medicine, uh, the water pill we call diuretics, to, to get rid of that weight. It seems like it can be kind of a complicated disease to manage. It is very so. complicated, yep. Well, thank you for uh, talking about this with us. I appreciate it. My guest has been Dr. Barindra Saw, an assistant professor of medicine and a pulmonologist at Upstate. I'm Amber Smith for Upstate's podcast and talk show, HealthLink on Air.